everybody, it's Lauren Gold on Game Changers Live. Lauren, you know, we were doing great and literally two seconds ago, the webcam went out. Yeah, we had a nice line check and everything was great. This is what always, except it's actually a warmer picture. I don't look like I have white hair. I don't look albino so much. Well, I have a bright light in my face, so that's not fun. No, you look you look tan and healthy and good and go on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to turn this off so I can see. Okay, so people are joining us. Um, good. I won't a delay or anything weird because I don't have headphones on. So so they have a little bit of a delay and um, but uh, but oh yeah, it, there's weird shit going on on my computer. <laughs> But is it on your end or mine? No, it's not on. It's not on either end. It's the connection with Facebook. But everybody can see us, and they're saying hi, and they're they're joining us now. Hey, Anne. Um, I can't see who else. It's oh, she, they're sending up a lot of love. They're sending up love. They're sending up love. Um, so before uh, I, I don't want to say anything until people get here. But um, how are you today, Lauren? <laughs> Well, it's fine until now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't um, use my mouse. I had to unplug it. Um, I hope the sound is okay for everybody, honestly. So the sound is a little bit weird. Everybody tell us. Um, Anne, give me give me uh, the word. How's the sound? How's the picture? Hi, I'm Gary Collins. I have a question for Lauren. Can you tell me what it's like working with Roger? Okay, we're going to get to Roger. We're going to get to the Who stuff. I promise. I'm going to ask. Herman! Herman Matthews is with us. Hey, Herman. Yay. Hi, Herman. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Rick Smokey. Hey, Tony. Hey, Ann. Hey, Sharon. Um, Herman saying Lauren. <laughs> Buddy. Um, hi, Tova. So I actually owe you like a big amends, Lauren. And um, no, no, because I... I just spent the last two days telling my mother and my brother that they never listen. I shouldn't be having notifications going off. I actually turned them off and they're still going off. Um, and I was telling my mother and my brother how they never listen. And usually in interviews, what'll happen is I have to fight to get a question in yeah. most of the time because people, once they start talking about themselves, they really like to talk about themselves. Yeah. But you were really lovely and you let me talk. And I talked so much that I listen. I can't even listen to the show back. I was horrible. How could you put up with me? How could you come here and do this again with me? You're so good. So this is just great. <laughs> you know, actually, now that I think about it, I think you said that to me uh, during, after the interview. Hi, Candy Clark is with us. Have you met Candy? No, I don't think so. You need to meet. Okay, so that's one of the first things I want to ask you. Okay, Candy. Academy Award nominated for American Graffiti. Doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Ramon is with us. Watched that again recently. Did you? Oh, I've got notifications going off that aren't supposed to be going off. Um, is that me? It says that they're off. Um, so tell me, Lauren, you are a pop culture junkie like nobody I have ever met before. What, what is that about? What do you want to know? Like, when, did, like, did this start? Were you like a TV junkie when you were a kid? Like, what, what was the thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, you're talking about, yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah. Uh, you know what? I grew up watching reruns and um, I just, something about those early sitcoms that were so innocent and so funny. And I just fell in love with those characters. So tell us, tell us some of your favorite, Lauren. Favorite shows? Yeah, favorite shows and favorite characters. Like, who did you fall in love with when you were? Um, well, we've talked about this, but you know, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, The Brady Bunch, um, All in the Family. I mean, The Jefferson, Sanford and Son. I mean, the whole gamut. Every one of those shows had just great characters, and the writing was amazing. You know, Carl Reiner, Gary Marshall. I mean, legends. Meanwhile, you've named everyone who's been in my living room so far. So jealous. Wait, wait, no, but it's so great because since we've become friends, you came back and you were you were playing. You played with Donnie Most. You played with Anson Williams, and great. Uh, we had other things on the on the books when. Yeah. Uh, and I told them I grew up watching those guys, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But so, so good. I think that's what you and I both feel the same way about those shows. Well, you, you get you come to it from a different perspective than I do because I watch them first run. You watch them live at like prime time, seven, eight o'clock on uh, ABC. Yeah, I did. You know, all the family. I was like a kid, and you know, I, we would run home to watch it live. There's a couple I saw live. I won't lie. Right. <laughs> Um, and it was at your urging, actually, that I reached out to Cindy Williams again. She was in the living room some time ago, but um, she's in such demand. I'm, I'm having to wait till November till I can even start to book her. Oh, that's great. Now, what is not to get off topic, but what is she doing? You know, she's doing a lot of these things. She's doing a lot of interviews and stuff. She was working um, for a couple of years in Vegas doing uh, theater. Oh, man in residency and uh, we were going to go, I was going to take you remember, Oh, I know what it was when you guys, when you were going to do a residency. Yep. Yep. I know. We were going to get Cindy to come back to the who, and we were going to get you to oh, been great. meet up with Cindy, but you know, those days they could still happen. It could definitely happen. It'll happen. So tell me about, tell me about the pandemic and you, um, and what, uh, how, how, I, you and I went to visit Anson up in Ojai right before it was all over, right before quarantine. Yeah, it had to have been because I did a cruise ship literally when it was starting. Like we we're, there was a rock and roll cruise ship with Daltrey. And when was that? It was Jan late January. By the way, Cindy Beagle just said, I like his taste in shows because every show you mentioned she wrote on. Oh, <laughs> fantastic um so yes. it, so you how was that so how was by the time you did the cruise i remember when you were leaving to go do the cruise i must have been leaving for the cruise right after we had that, that uh, lunch with Anson, right so were you nervous about doing the cruise yes i was um but not nervous nervous it's like all right something's going on and but some people were were pretty freaked out, but it was, it was so, this was early January, mid January. So there were no masks. Um, people were like, you know, they were asking you questions, but when you checked in, they're like, 
it was weird because the artists didn't really get much. Um, they didn't really, you know, ask us our background, what we've been doing. Do you have a fever or nothing? Like, but the, but the, um, all the passengers, you know, they were temperature check for everyone. So it was, things were just starting. Right. Um, so, so was that late February or early March already? January. This is, so you remember when there was a, there was a cruise ship that was stuck off, I, I want to say in the Bay Area, um, the yeah. East Bay, Oakland, right? Yes. So that started right after we got back. As soon as we got back from our cruise ship, it was instant. Like, it felt like overnight, right? Did you behave differently when you were on the cruise? Were you different with people approaching you? Were you shaking hands? Were you hugging people? We were not shaking hands at all. Mm -hmm. But um, you were, you know, we were all next to each other. There was a lot, you know, those cruise ships were, were packed. Yeah. Oh, God. So, I mean, you know, I hope, you know, I don't, I don't know if anybody got it, to be honest. No one in, in my world did from that particular event, but I don't know if any passengers got it. So how, so I, I lead the COVID crazies. If you, we call ourselves the COVID crazies, this group that hangs with me every day on shooting the shit. So how, what's been your level of uh, life change since this all happened? Well, I've been spending all my time at home for the most part in my studio. I mean, I have, so many projects, so many things that I've been wanting to take care of, and I'm still not done with them. So I'm, a, you know, I've, I've had time to organize my my home life and, and my musical life, and uh, do sessions for people, mic my piano, get my recording studio up to date. I uh, have so many things on my list of like photos over the past. 15 years on the road to go through, you know, just stuff like that. So I'm just chiseling away, but I'm staying active. And so I don't go crazy, you know, at the same time. I was going to say, you know, like I, I've been doing a lot of things I've wanted to do, but I've also not been doing a lot of things that are on my list. Right. I'm not, I'm not doing some, I have projects that I want to complete and I haven't even touched some of them yet. Yeah, Some of those too. Yeah, no, I know it's, it's strange. You know, it's, I think like everybody, there's some, for the most part, I'm okay. And then some days you have, God, it's really depressing. So you've got your son living at home, right? He, he had a, yeah. And, and so how is he handling? He's great. He's got a girlfriend. He's fine. Really he's, fine. Well, that's good. Is, is he going out into the world and, and doing things? He's so careful. No, he's like, he's not. The only time he goes out in the world is going to the market and he's full on mask. Don't touch right to the sink. I mean, he's just, he's on it. And how about you? Have you been going to the market? I have. And how do you, how do you, I haven't been into him. I haven't been in a market. This you have a I was doing uh, Instacart. Yes. Foods, all that stuff. I was doing that for the first three months. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how long it's been. I would not go to the market. Um, now I'm just being really careful and, you know, never touching my face, washing my hands. And how do you feel when you're in the more? I mean, I, I have no idea. Like, do you feel safe when you're in there? Yeah, I feel okay. I'm just, I'm very conscious of it. Mm -hmm. of where are my hands? I, you know, I have a mask, of course. Right. 
I'm touching any, I'm not touching anything. The whole the whole time, by the time I walk in the market and get back to the house, I'm very aware of it. I'm not, you know, it's all about the hands and the face. You just you don't touch your face ever. Right. Um, and then you before you you wash them. So exactly. it's fine. Yeah. I, got, I got a test a couple of days ago. I'm fine. So. And did you get a test because you're oh because you're no, going because I'm going to visit um, family. Okay, so now how do you feel about getting on a plane? Uh, I did it once already to visit them, and uh, same thing. You know, I'm not. It's a what is it? Forty five minute flight, um, and I'm okay. I don't sit next to anyone. You know, they don't sell the middle seat. I'm in and out. It's it's kind of like going to the market, just a little more little more intense, but mm -hmm. you're. You know, you're next to everybody for, but it's a short period, and you know, I do the same thing. I'm okay. I, I don't think I would do. I would not do a long flight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my daughter just went to Detroit from New York with her. I, her boyfriend was in the Detroit Jazz Festival, and they got on a plane. And it, you know, all of that just makes me really crazy. It's not a very long flight, but it's a bit, and it's JFK and all of that. Yeah, if I was on a plane like a, you know. LA to New York and you know they're serving food and you're having drinks and it's like ah it would freak me out. And so you took a test so that you'd be safe for your family, I assume. Yeah, just peace of mind. I mean, I have no symptoms like you so why not? And so when you did the test, did you do the, the nasal swab thing? Um so yes, I did the nasal swab and then I also had the antibodies test, which I guess shows if you had it, if you had if you have had it or not, and I have not. Had it. Oh, as I recall, didn't you think you were sick at one? Maybe it was even before I saw you. Remember, did I tell you about that? Right. What well, What was that about? You know what? It's. I don't know what it was. I I do have I do struggle with some of those masks. At least the one I was wearing. Like I get a bit nauseous when I wear them. Like I just I can't breathe well. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing either a bandana or the gator thing um because it, it, it seemed like as soon as i put that on like an hour later i was getting sick wow weird thing and then it's like i got a fever and i was like oh my god did i get a fever i think you did actually so of course i went to the doctor and i didn't have it he's like you got something but you don't have the flu and you don't have covid something else you had some other virus and, and then it was gone uh, he gave me some good fluids, and I was on my way, and I was fine within a couple of days. It's scary. Every time we get any, every any time I get I get anything, I think I've got it going on, and it's nerve wracking. But I've also been told that all the tests are faulty, false positive, false negative. It's really hard to know. Uh, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's very confusing. My doctor won't even give me the test or the antibody test because he said. There's as many false positives as there are negatives. I was like, come on, really? Well, you're but, completely isolated too, right? You haven't left the house. I've, I've left the house only to, uh, I've had to go have a couple of medical tests. So I've had to go to um, a facility and have a couple of tests. And actually one of my COVID crazies went to get lab to blood work done, sat in a waiting room for two hours and got COVID. And it turned out all nine technical techs all had it. Gave it to 15 out of 25 people in the waiting room in Texas. Unreal. 
So, I mean, it's like, what do you know? Oh. And it was the only time she left her house. The only time she left her house. Oh, that's just not fair. You know, so it's like we can be safe. I see. I meet my son in his backyard. I meet my boyfriend in, you know, in a park. But have you heard on that um, that most? I don't know what the something like seventy to eighty percent of the people that have it are deficient in vitamin D. Have you heard this? Yes, and I've been taking D and zinc and uh, C the whole time. I've always taken D. I've always heard that, but it's just interesting to hear it's like okay yes they say d, d zinc c are like a triple formula to ward it up to to protect one as best one can did you hear what is the other one you said c c yeah and and massive dosing c is really a good thing if you start to feel anything they say you can't od on c so it's really good just i've always read it's really good just to go out and get some sun first thing in the morning. Just sit outside and just early morning sun right out of the way. It just, I mean, it's definitely a better way to do it. Free vitamin D. So, Lauren, have you heard today's news about our, our um, have you heard about the, the, the Woodward uh, confession that? Uh, no, I heard the audio. And so, what do you think about that? I think I'm not surprised, and it's terribly sad mm -hmm. and what's even sadder is his base they're they're still going to vote for him they're still going to vote for him you know that first of all they're talking today about you know uh forcing him to resign um impeaching oh. him again all of that starting up again because actually if if we look at it he committed murder he That's knew he knew in january he said it admitted it was airborne, which he they denied for months. They didn't admit it was aerosolized until like June or something. So he knew that. He knew it was five times worse than any flu. He, he out and out looked us in the eye and lied to us. And it's and true. How, and, and do you think this story will be dead in 48 hours? Really? I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, do you? I mean. I think this one is so bad. I mean, this is murder. There, how many people died because of his lie, this particular lie that he told? Right. This isn't like grabbing pussy and getting elected president. This is, you just killed Americans. You are responsible for their deaths. They know they're going to twist it and they're going to play it a different way. I know. I know. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you are too. I don't think it's going to change. It'll change some people's hope. But... Is it going to make him resign? Hell no. Yeah, he's not going to resign. No, there's no way he'll ever resign. In fact, they're saying that if he gets voted out, they're yeah, coming up with a plan for how they're going to get him out of the White House because he won't leave. <laughs> and then the other one, I don't know if you heard uh, uh, Cohen's book, or what Cohen was saying last night. You saw that. I think, think so. Yeah, saying if he loses the election, he'll resign. There's that window, you know, when the new president comes in, of course. Right. To resign, and then potential pardon him, so he can't. They can't go after him. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, all of this is uh, just just. How was your day? <laughs> uh, so, so okay. So moving forward. So here we are, and it's September, and yes, it is. Things have changed a little. Have Have you? You're going on a plane, but you, when was the first time you went on the plane? How long ago? 
Um, it was a couple months ago in similar situation in, in the heart of it. Just once, same thing. And I was fine just visiting the family. Did you quarantine in, on, on at either end or you just didn't? I acted just like, a, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I stayed away and I, I couldn't hug my, my siblings or my parents or anything like that. I just, I just didn't. Mm -hmm. um, was, it, was it that way when you came home with your son? Did you, were you careful when you came home as well or not as much? Not as much, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's a, it's a weird thing because if you, if, I mean, if you really want to do it properly, you would not touch anyone, go get tested immediately, get the results, and then hug your family. So, but I, I just kept my distance and, and made sure, tried to make sure I wasn't going to get it. It's it's hard. It's really hard. Do you feel? Are you like I'm really getting COVID weary? especially since I've been alone and isolated for so long, are, are you getting, I mean, it's, as a performer, well, I mean, you're, you're doing some streaming stuff, but no audience. Like, are you going out of your mind? Absolutely. I miss it so much. Like I sat down today, um, playing around a little bit. And uh, I, I miss it terribly. I miss traveling. I miss, I miss perform. I miss performing more than anything, but I miss traveling and, seeing people and going out to dinner. Yeah. I did go out to dinner. There's a restaurant um, open. My friend McCormick, we should get him on here. I would love that. Yeah, and we had, we had dinner socially distanced. Okay, so where did you go and how did you do it? Tell me, I'm like, I'm, I'm vicariously experiencing it through you. We went to, you know, Cotisol and- uh, I do actually. Yeah, so mm -hmm. they have outdoor dining. And all the servers have the mask and a shield. Um, and we sat, you know, big tables, but we're, we're, we're separated. Uh huh. And it was fucking amazing just to be to be out and enjoy a glass of wine and uh, a, you know, and a really nice meal. I missed it so much. And oh, you weren't paranoid, like. Eating from the silverware and drinking from the glass. I mean, I can't even imagine. No, no. I haven't heard of anyone getting it like that. But that's true. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I listen, I listen to the experts. And I also feel like I am, my body's, you know, I'm pretty healthy. I just had, a, you know, I get my labs done. I exercise like crazy. Okay, so what are you doing? What are you doing in COVID to stay fit? Um, well, I, I get really stir crazy, like you do. Mm -hmm. um, I ride my bike. I've been riding my bike a lot, and that which is a great workout, especially going up hills. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you're you're not near anybody. And uh, you know, put on my music, a podcast, whatever, and it's great. So I do that, and I I do do exercises um, like videos. Are you normally a gym person? The rest of the okay, I'm not. I yeah, I do here. Okay, no riding my bike, playing mm -hmm. golf. I always walk and uh, and work out DVDs. Have you been playing golf through COVID? I have been, and everyone's pretty good. It's pretty. It's pretty safe. I don't. I'm not worried about that. You know, at the end of each round, you kind of 
bump sticks. The, you know, there's, there's no shaking hands for sure. Um, you so know. you've had some semblance of normal, Timmy, eating in a restaurant, going on a plane, playing. Yeah, that, was that was the first. That was that was one time eating at the restaurant. That was that was really enjoyable. But other than that, I'm like kind of sick of the same food. <laughs> yeah. You know, these are these are small problems. Did you? Do, have, I did so much cooking at the beginning of this thing. I was cooking every single meal for months. You, I, is that your forte? Do you like to cook? Nah, I, I had my kids will tell you know I stopped cooking like years ago. I just stopped basically once in a while for, but I had started cooking every meal and uh, there was something kind of nice about that. It it, it was yeah, I'm cooking. I'm not a cook, but I've you know made some. Making a couple things, but nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. But I've, I've been cooking. Now I'm in a phase where I, I hate it again. So I'm yeah. <laughs> I ordered sushi today. Yeah, now I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna get sushi later. But uh, I was, I was on a roll there for a while. I was cooking some, you know, a little barbecue and mushrooms and veggies. And nice. Making soup and making my own uh, tomato sauce, which I got a great recipe from friend of mine. Nice. So, Lauren, what do you, what's your what's your gut instinct about how this is going to go for us? My in terms of us getting back to what we what we want to have. Yeah. The vaccine. What do you think about him fast tracking this vaccine before election day? Are you surprised? No. <laughs> do you think he's willing? I think he's willing to kill, have people killed to get it done. He's already doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. Somebody just got sick who, who took the vaccine early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Are you going to take it if it was available tomorrow? I'm sorry. Yeah. I won't be taking it for a long time. I want to see the reaction. I want to see the results. Absolutely. I want to see the numbers. I want to see the numbers. Yeah, I totally agree with that. All right, so we've talked COVID and we've gotten everybody incredibly depressed. Everyone's so now depressed. we're going to change the whole energy. And we're going to make people depressed. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to play something for us. Oh, so we can change the mood. And then we can start talking about music and fun things and when life is wonderful again. It will be. We just have to sit this one out. Yeah. Although you're, you're living, you're, you're giving me, you're kind of inspiring me. Really? Yeah, because you're you've been doing all of this stuff and you're okay. You're shopping, you're golfing, you're you can shop. I know. You don't have to. Where do you shop safely? Where do you feel comfortable? Any of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. And you know, I mean, most of them they you know they have you'll see like this massive line sometimes of people waiting to get in because it's just not this onslaught like it was in the very beginning or like people are freaking out. Right. Bring it in in groups. They, they monitor it. It's like, okay, how many people do we have? And people are pretty good. No one's getting close to each other. And you check out, you know, you have to wait your turn. I like that. Um, but, you know, if you're not comfortable, um, don't do it. But, I mean, you can always go out and get fresh vitamin D and walk in your neighborhood. I, I, I speed walk with Cindy Beagle from New York, the writer. We uh, we talk on the phone and we speed. I've been speed walking. I didn't do it for the first four months, but I've been doing it now and it's wonderful. Oh, it just clears your head. Oh, God. The fresh air is fantastic. Not it. Yeah. When it was the heat wave this past weekend, 
I was literally stuck inside. I was like, why? It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, what's going on with the fires up where your family is? Are there fires up there? No, not near me, thank God. That's good. Yeah, but they're, God, they're everywhere, right? Yeah, they're scary. It, that was like a ridiculous, like baby, like sex reveal party that started the whole thing up there. That was the one out in um, Oregon. It was it in Oregon that one? Oh, I thought that one was the one down here. By, Maybe on the, the way towards like Ontario Riverside. Yeah, I'm probably getting that wrong. I don't know. I could be getting it wrong. Um, go fact check us later. Somebody, somebody, they'll fact check us, right? We're going to be on MSNBC and they'll be fact checking us. Maybe we need to step away to step closer to each other. That's interesting. Jane just said that. Maybe we need to step away to step closer to each other. I don't exactly know what that means, but I find it interesting. Huh? Like we're doing right now? We're kind of far. We're kind of close, but we're, we stepped away. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, so Warren, why don't you play something for us and let's let's get in a good mood and. Uh... Well, I can keep us in a sad mood. Um, oh. I saw this tweet from uh, Ringo saying, uh, "Happy 80th birthday, John Lennon," and this is from Ringo. I'm like, God, is it today? I'm like, I guess it is. I'm like, okay, so why don't I play John Lennon song? And then I just read like, it's. I know his birthday is October 9th. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he shortly followed it up. I guess it's COVID. Oh, he thought it was October. Ringo. Because oh, I was just thinking the 9th. Yeah, his birthday is the 9th, and I forgot it's September. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. And Ringo getting it wrong is not good. Which is just so great. You could still play John Lennon for us or anything else. I'm going to do in my life because it's like very reflective, right? I love it. Like it's kind of think about where we were, John Lennon, birthday, not really, but. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. We'll see. All right. I'm loving it. Thank you. 
beautiful. Well, that that improved my mood tremendously. I'm glad that you know. I thought I thought the song was uh, appropriate. It was perfect. Uh, so, let, so let's talk some music, Lauren. Uh, a lot of, almost everybody who's with us today yeah. is not with us the last time we spoke, so they don't know your whole story. And and also, uh, we've become friendlier since then, and so I know more about you, so I can shut up more and let you talk. No, no, you keep talking. <laughs> I was just looking at the comments, and Herman was saying, when I was complaining that I kept cutting you off, he said, Lauren can talk well too. He was saying, you can talk pretty good too. I'm all right. So I won't cut you off. So no, don't to. So Lauren, how we're going to get to all the who stuff and all of that, which uh, we'll talk about my experience with coming to see you play, uh, which was crazy. But how, how, how did all this musical journey start for you? Were your parents musical? Yeah. Well, my dad was, he just loved music. He didn't, he didn't play any particular instrument well, but he had an amazing ear. He, he loved classical music. Uh, he loved the Beatles. He loved, you know, he, he was he was pretty hip. Um, but he, he had an amazing ear. So there was always music being played. I had siblings, older siblings. I was a baby. And um, he played a little piano. And my brother played clarinet. My sister played flute. I played piano. So there was, you know, everyone was doing something. Um, but it really got me. I got the bug bad, you know. How, did you know? What did you know right? When did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Um, pretty quickly, I, I, when I heard Rubber Soul, it kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, I was like, oh my god! It's just like a just a bolt of lightning, and I just I just knew, you know, the American. Rubber soul, <laughs> yeah. not, the real, not the real version, but the one I grew up with. Right. Um, that was it. I just, you know, I would just stare at the back of that album, those those four faces and those songs. Oh my god. Uh, and that was it. And I just, you know, my mom put me in piano lessons when I was six, like group lessons. Oh wow. Yeah, we all had a little keyboard, and there's, I don't know, I don't know, I have an image of it, you know, for like ten or so of us in a room. And then I just took piano lessons, and like most kids. But I, I really was that, were you? Um, did you just practice because you wanted to be a better player, or did you have to get your arm bent a little bit to practice? Um, yeah, I a little bit of both. I'd go through periods where I, you know, I didn't really want to practice the classical stuff all the time. I wanted to play the stuff that was on the radio. Right. I, I love. So that was a struggle, but I knew it would it would help. Playing the, there were some classical pieces I, you know, that everyone plays. You know. Et cetera, et cetera. I was like, oh, that was fun. Everyone I know who took piano lessons played that. I didn't take piano lessons, but everybody I knew played that. Yes. But I was doing, you know, I was going. Oh. I was doing, oh my God, like, I don't want to look at those notes. You were boogieing down. So, so when did you start to improvise and start to have fun with it? Not later, high school bands, you know. So what kind of bands were you in high school? What kind of music were you playing? Really bad ones. 
<laughs> you know, but we, they were all my friends. I, you know, we were all bad. You know, we were just having fun. But it was, I mean, a high school band was the greatest, greatest thing, playing parties. And, you know, it's like your, your first little taste of like being up on stage and people dancing and looking at you. And, you know, it was always fun. Getting girls, was that part of it? There was that. So you you grew up in Silicon Valley. Was your dad a, a tech person? Tech guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grew up in Palo Alto. So it was kind of a, a, a life of some privilege, I assume. It wasn't like it it is now. People didn't know Palo Alto, I and mean, it wasn't like it's really taken off. Hell yeah. But we did have Stanford University, so that was, yeah. So, and how were you in school? Average. Okay. Very, very average. I was good at sports. Really? What was your sport? Baseball is the one I loved the most. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Did you consider pursuing that? No, I wasn't. I wasn't good enough. Wasn't strong enough. Wasn't tall enough. Wasn't fast enough. But I... You know, I was a natural. It's funny. I have a piano student, and uh, at the end of our lesson, he was, he was a great baseball player. He used to play uh, for college. He was drafted. He was going to be drafted, but I was playing catch yesterday, if you can believe that. Like, I haven't played catch in, you know, seven years. And it was so much fun. I just, I love baseball. I've, I've seen you play the seventh inning stretch. Oh, what a thrill. <laughs> You know, I was more nervous about that than any other Who gig. Really? How weird is that? I, I get it. I get it. It's a childhood dream. It was a childhood dream. Well, so, you know. Well, yeah, well, playing with the Who isn't exactly. You can't really compare those two. But yeah. something, you know, the Who I've been doing, I'm like, okay, I got this. Take me out to the ball game, like, oh, my God, Candlestick Park. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, a little, I'm calling my friend who's a huge Giants fan. He's like. Are you nervous? I'm like, yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. It's like nothing. Your your life has afforded you to meet a lot of people. I I know the night that I came to see the Who, Ringo was back there. Uh, but we'll 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 get to all of that. All right. So so how did you go from high from high school bands? Where'd you go? To, where'd you go to college? Uh, I I just went to a junior college in the Bay Area in Los Altos for a little bit, and then I. Hit the road for LA. And so what what uh what was the first gig you got in LA? Ha what happened from that? Um I came down, so I was in a band in the Bay Area and we all moved down to LA together. Um and when I joined the band, we, we had a manager and she got us to, our first gig in LA was with the Roxy. So that was pretty wow. cool. the kid, you know, going, Oh, the Roxy. <laughs> and we pulled up on Sunset Strip and they had a huge photo of us of our of our band. Like, what was the name of your band? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't press you. <laughs> no, uh, it was fun though. It was fun. That was so. That was my first gig, and then we did, we did, a, you know, the other clubs, and yeah, you know, our band wasn't great, but uh, it was a fun experience. And then the band broke up, and then I went back to the Bay Area. And then I came back like a year later mm -hmm. with my girlfriend. And I just, I've been there ever since. 
broke up with the girlfriend, stayed here. <laughs> broke up with the girlfriend, stayed here. Okay, so what was the, how, how did your career start to, what was the first, how were you making money is my question. I was working, I, had, I got a day job when I first moved here. What was your day job? I worked at a messenger service. But I didn't drive, I like actually took the orders and I would talk to the people. I'm talking to people at like HBO and Showtime and you know, all the modeling agencies and I actually got to know, so, you know, people's feels, right? So I was talking to, you know, taking orders and uh, I couldn't imagine driving around the city eight hours a day. Yeah. Uh, so I learned LA quickly that way. Yeah. Taking I, orders. I screwed, up, I screwed up a couple couple orders. <laughs> I'm not in the city. I sent a guy, a funny story, I sent a guy all the way out to uh, 29 Palms once. And he wasn't supposed to go? No. No. <laughs> and you know, you. they should have checked it. You know, <laughs> I just started there. I didn't know anything. So how long were you, and were you playing music at night while you were doing that? Uh, yes, I would think at that point I was, I was still playing. I think I was playing just with other people. I can't, mm -hmm. you know, I still had another band. I think I was, yeah, I was playing with another band. That's right. Lock it all out. Tony just asked if you sing, and which I, I know. I sing a lot. Yeah, I sing a lot in the Who and with Roger. All the most of the bands I'm in, I, I sing. Quite so a when you were doing those early bands, were you ever the front? Were you ever the the singer? No, always had a singer. That's never been something that I've really done. Um, been a front man like that. But I love playing with other players and singing harmonies and singing lead. But I've never, I've never wanted to be like the lead singer for a whole set. You know, I like to I like to mix it up, share it, get tired oh. of myself, my own voice. So okay, so what was the? So how did you get out of being a messenger? What 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 took you out of there finally? I'm still doing it. What do you mean? <laughs> I can't slap the table. It'll make a lot of noise. Um, by the way, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to everybody out there. Lauren will do a request. I so will try. If you, uh, if you guys put up more a band probably than a specific song. Oh, you're getting a lot of love with that. No, so if you guys want to want to put up um, bands you'd like to hear, I think, as opposed to specific songs, or is a specific song okay? I probably won't know it, but you never know. You never know. Okay, so. You guys, I won't play the whole thing, so I won't know all the chords. All right, so you guys can put up stuff, and then we're going to talk for a little while longer, and I'll come back and I'll look and see what you guys have have put up there, and we'll we'll get to it in a little bit. So, okay, so how did you how did you segue from being having a day job to just being a musician? Oh boy, I mean, I started going out on auditions, and um, like, who did you audition for, and what didn't you get? Come on, tell us some fun. No, no, no. Yeah, come on. Uh, did you not get anything? Um, there was one I didn't get, and the and I blame it on the call time being at like seven thirty in the morning, and I had to sing like really high. I think that's fair to assume yeah. that you're correct. Uh, but I played really well. I bet you did. <laughs> um, he, uh, by the way, so Lynn is saying that you look like you drank from the. Who's who? The who? All of you are drinking from the fountain of youth. You look like you're in your twenties. She said, oh, "Bless you." <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. I'll be 30 on Friday. Thank you, though. <laughs> Are you a Virgo? Do I know that? No. No. Um, okay. So, so, okay. So, you I, I basically, I, I hadn't played in some original bands. I had a day job. I got a gig playing. Uh, actually, it was, I really got my chops up playing at a, um, at a restaurant. I was the piano player at a restaurant. Which restaurant? Houston's. No kidding. Big chain, right? Are they still around? I don't know. I think so. Made a lot of friends, but I would play every night, and you know, I would just I'd be, I'd be playing for hours. I'd be, I'd take requests. I'd have a fake book. I could basically, with my fake book, for those musicians, you know, you can know you can basically skate through anything. Wow. And so, were you singing as well as playing? No, it's just playing. Just playing. But you know, I was like the hip, cool piano player that played, you know, Elton John. That because most of the people you know, at those gigs, at those kind of venues are they're playing standards, which are great. But, you know, I kind of spiced it up with some, some rock and roll. And the, the staff just loved it. <laughs> I bet they did. How does he get from playing with local bands to playing with the who? Well, we're, we're going there, Paul. Okay, so, so far the requests are Lady Madonna. I know that. Um, Nikki says, anything Beatles, Stones, the who, obviously. I, I'm like thinking... How do we not have a little bit of that? I, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little of the song. Okay. Um, Lady Madonna's coming up, came up twice already. Maybe we've got to hear some Lady Madonna. Okay, we'll do a little bit of snippet, right? Okay, a snippet of Lady see what else we got here well yeah we're going back to the who um anything queen you got anything queen oh my god you don't have to you can do you can
That sounds pretty damn good. Um, I'm waiting on compared to what? Is there, uh, anything by the Beatles, the Stones, the Who, or the Moody Blues? Don't know any Moody Blues. I could do a 20-minute version of Nights in White Satin. <laughs> how about, how about a, a three-minute version? We can say goodnight. <laughs> no. no. Um, play, play a taste of something. How about a little taste of something, the Who? Um... You want me to do like a who song or like? How about your solo? <laughs> Just go right. Right. Play whatever you want. Anything. Anything. Right. Love rain. Yeah, you do. All right. Here we go. I'll do a little. I'll do the solo. Okay. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'll go do ahead. Some of it. Okay. Whatever you want. God, that just gave me the chills. Um, oh, Lord. That was that, that we're going to talk about that, but that maybe was the greatest show I've ever seen. But we'll, we'll get to that. Somebody asked a really interesting question. Paul was asking, he said, as a guitarist, he refuses to play Stairway to Heaven. Is there any piano tune that you cringe when people ask you to play it? Stairway to Heaven. 
<laughs> Touche, that's great. Uh, Jody Siegel wants to know any jazz tunes that influenced you. Uh, Dave Brubeck, take mm -hmm. a out. You know that I didn't, you know, my, in terms of the jazz world, you know, I, Ray Charles was kind of my guy. Mm. You know, more, more like jazz pop, Stevie Wonder, Billy Preston. Those, those, those are the guys I really listened to more, you know, soul R and B. Um, but I mean, Herbie Hancock. I mean, oh my God, the funky period for us, Headhunters. That, yeah. that was my jazz. Right, right. Me, I, I just listened to some really progressive jazz at the Detroit Jazz Festival, and I don't understand any of it. But when the big band jazz came on and the pop jazz, I love all that stuff. But that really progressive, crazy yeah. stuff. Some, the, the funky stuff, the R&B stuff, jazz, yeah. that's, that's what I really love. Lee Sklar just said, hey, you kids. Hey, Lee. <laughs> Lee. Um, Actually, so Tony's asking any original compositions, something original you can play for us, a little taste? That would be um, cool. I'm not going to play that after Love Rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wait a few minutes. I that at the end and said, good night. <laughs> well, come on, Lauren. You know, we, we well, all right. I, I won't make you play anything else. Now. All right, so let's get back to, so you're, you're a messenger. You're in, working in a messenger business. How, how, do you, how do you get to full-time uh, playing? You know what? I just keep putting myself out there, going, you know, playing to different people, meeting different people like we do when we're in LA. What's the first, like, real money gig you get? Um, I went out. I played some shows with the member of the singer, Tiffany. Yes. She had, like, two number ones, if you can believe that. Yes, I do uh, believe that. So we did a little college tour, and that was, I wouldn't say, you know, I don't know what your definition of real money is, but. Uh, well, enough that you could support yourself. Huh? Enough you, that you supported yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that, and then from there, God, I'm trying to think. I, I, can, I can never remember the sequence, um, but it just kept on meeting more and more people, and then I started, you know, after Tiffany, I got asked to do Hilary Duff, who was a huge new artist. Okay, so let's talk about that for a minute because that was a, that was a pretty big- That was entry. huge. Because she was, my daughter was a massive fan. I mean, she was huge. She was, yeah, it was um, deafening. Those crowds, you're playing, all of a sudden you're dressed <laughs> to arenas and screaming girls and it's deafening. Thank God I had in-ears. And, and so what was that like as a, as a musician? Oh, it was a thrill. You know, I just love, you know, I always wanted to be on stage, you know, like that. That was my first taste of, of really performing that love, you know, 15,000 people. So, so you're doing like, you're doing like Madison Square Garden kind of gigs? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so what's the first time you do an arena or the first the first time that registers like what's that experience like the first time you walk out on the stage like that actually it did a, we did tiffany and i did a gig at the rose bowl it was like one of these um jingle ball shows that you know they stack them with artists throughout the day right i think that might have been the first one that was like wow rose bowl so that was that was a big one 
and then the Hillary Duff gig was just more of that, but every night and just, just hysteria. I'm like, they're following her to the hotel and we're part of that camp. So they're just shrieking and Hillary mania, you know? <laughs> How, and so you're, you're very young when you're doing this. So it's kind of in keeping with your age demographic. I mean, you're older than, t than Hillary, obviously she was yeah. a kid, but, yeah. uh, but okay, so and is there ever did you ever turn anything down because I don't play that kind of music or or were you like I'm a professional musician this is what I do and I'm gonna play where oh yeah I always took took anything you know you meet new people and you know some of those people are become close friends and you know just always put myself out there you know um, it's always good to, to to just take anything when you're first starting. And so how long did that Hillary Duff gig last? A few years. Uh, oh, wow. Almost four years for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, and then Taylor Hicks came along. Okay. So now I, 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 I seem to recall that you left Hillary to go work with Taylor. What, 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 what? because he had, had he already won American Idol? He just won American Idol and I wrote a song for him first song on his album. Wow. I think Lee probably, I don't know if Lee's still here. I think Lee probably played on it. No shit. I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he did. And I actually think that came up in the living room when you guys were both here. Okay. I don't recall talking about that. No? He's done so much. So I, I maybe he came over and told me in my ear or something. Maybe. Um, can you play us a little taste of it? What, what was it? It's called The Runaround. Oh my God, I not even remember what key it's in. It doesn't, it doesn't really translate on piano. It a lot. Oh, thanks. That one, I, I wrote the music in one pass. It literally just came out of me just like that. Wow. And then my uh, my songwriting partner, he wrote the lyrics and then it was, we demoed it and uh, we submitted it. And that was the first, it was like the first song, the first song on the record. And we were playing it on The Tonight Show. And wow. so it, was, it was really fun to be out there doing all the TV shows and, and playing a song you wrote. Uh, I have a bunch of questions off that. Uh, who's your songwriting partner and how did that happen? Um, his name's James Renald. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. Oh, sorry. Tragic. Um, yeah. And I met him through Taylor's, no wait. Well, I met him through Taylor's manager, but Taylor's manager I'd known before Taylor. Um, I met him on uh, Mandy Moore. I was, I was, some stuff with Mandy Moore and then my songwriting partner actually had his own band and that's I auditioned for him that's the answer to your question I auditioned for my songwriting partner's original band at the time super talented guy and, and then, did, you get, did you get the gig I got the gig <laughs> <laughs> and then that band uh parted ways he just decided not to do that anymore yeah yeah but then 
we remained friends. And then when the same manager said, hey, I need a song for Taylor Hicks, James called me and, uh, and we wrote The Runaround. And it was, we wrote a crap load of songs after that because of that song. So what was it like, Taylor, when he won American Idol? Crazy. It was still I before like that tour that he headlined, which I guess was before you were working with him or during or back then when they would when they won, I guess they would take the top what twelve people and they yeah. would do an arena tour. Right. But this was back in the days when that show was, you know, it was jamming. I mean Oh yeah. We would get out of the car in New York City and it was just like everyone's watching American Idol. So it's like, right. it was crack up. And how, was Taylor, you know, he was he was such an interesting guy because he looked so much older than his years because of right. his hair. Yeah, right. So, but was he like just a kid or? or A little bit, yeah, just, I learned a lot from him. He's so knowledgeable, I mean, about music. I mean, he, wow. he turned me on to a lot of, you know, songs I didn't know. and. It goes deep. I mean, and we we would do we would love doing covers. Like we would just add a cover like every few shows, and like you know, twice a week we'd add another song. But sweet, yeah. It's like oh, let's do a Van Morrison tune. I'm like, what? I've never heard this song. And it, uh, just, and uh, Super Tramp or whatever. So we we had a lot of fun. And so he was at the height of his. Deal when you were with him, and how long were you with Taylor? Uh, two years. Two years, and then I got the call to audition for Roger Daltrey. Okay, so now how does that does that call come based on your work with Taylor? No, I got a call. Okay, this is a really funny story. Okay. Um, I was at my. I got my son in Little League playing baseball and one of the other parents, this is classic LA, one of the other parents played keyboards for the Eagles. Okay. And, you know, we turned out, we started talking and we just had a lot of people in common, a lot of friends in common and, you know, kind of like we're both had, you know, parallel yeah. lives, you know. And then, so he used me on a gig, he, he worked on Dancing with the Stars. So Dancing with the Stars, another big arena tour the winners would go after the show was over they would hit the road right with a, with a band and they would perform you know they would dance and then they have this house band and you know fans loved it so he called me to do that tour so that was another big arena tour and traveling around the country and then so that went well and he used me on something else that that turned into uh America's Got Talent. I did that. In and this all happened from the Little League field. That's where I met. Yeah, you meet you meet people, right? You like do. I'm eventually, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Because there's just so many people. But that's how that particular thing happened. That's crazy. I know. Like, you know, now we live close to each other. We all know the same people. So it's like it was a matter of time, I'm sure, before I met him. But the fact that I met him there, like, the timing is just. There's a lot of luck involved. Well, also, what's luck? It's opportunity meets perseverance or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah, obviously, you know, luck, timing, 
talent. It's all, it just all came together at the right time. Right, right. Um, um, so yeah, where was I? So, so <laughs> he, he got you dancing with the stars and then you did a gig in, in Vegas and then, and then, uh, so those I was doing at him and then someone called him saying they were putting together a band for Roger Daltrey. Do you know any keyboard players? So he called me right away. He's like, Hey, you want to audition for Roger Daltrey? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're a lot younger than I am. Were you a Who fan? Oh my God. Yeah. I grew up listening to Beatles, The Who, The Stones. Like everybody. James Taylor, Carol King. I mean, all this, all the good stuff. Yeah. Right. Is it because your father was a musical? Because your father turned you on to it. You had older siblings. Is that how yeah, you came to that? All those albums were just sitting around growing up, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the stuff. So I mean, tell us about your audition for Roger. Yeah, so I was a huge Who fan. I, I, of course, I knew the catalog. I like every like everyone. I was I was a big fan going in. So the audition was great. So. Of course, I was very excited to audition. We were given um, a few songs to learn. This is a this is a really funny story. One of the songs it was a cover of uh, Joe Cocker's "With a Little Help from My Friend." Big or organ intro. So of course, I learned it. Had plenty of time. I love his version of that song. But anyway, right? yeah. it was great. It's oh, Woodstock, right? Yeah. Um, so I learned the hell out of it, you know, nauseum. I mean, I was just like, okay, I, I'm like listening for things that aren't even there. And like, maybe he's doing this. I'm like, oh, and just like, you know, just over-prepared like always. And just so I was ready, ready for anything. So anyways, we go to the audition, ready. I'm like, all right, here we go, big moment. And Roger just wanted to jam the blues. So, which was great. So we never played it and that was, great awesome and i just love it just, you know it's just that's how it is um we just get into blues and then we did some vocal harmonies you know wanted to hear us sing uh and then we we played like bargain off who's next and a few other things and then uh i shook his hand and i'm thinking i'll never see you again <laughs> so nice to meet you <laughs> Right. Were you, were you nervous? What, what, what did you feel like when you? Oh yeah, I was definitely a bit nervous. I mean, I walked in. I, I, I hear him singing before I turn the corner. I heard him singing behind the door by himself in acoustic guitar. I was like, God, like all right, here we go. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so you know, sure enough, I got the call. Long story short. Were you surprised when you got the call? Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, there was several days of auditions. I'm like, oh my God, he's probably seeing some amazing people. You know, it's like, I didn't expect it. Right. I felt about everything. I, I felt great about my audition. I couldn't have done it any better. So I prepared and I was ready to go. And then it's just, you know, at that point, there's nothing you can do. Right. And I remember calling another drummer of mine audition. He's like, have you heard anything? No. You heard anything? No. <laughs> And I'm like, and finally, I'm like, I got it. He's like, you fucking got it. It's so good with that you were the first one to hear rather than 
find out your friend got it and you're still waiting. That would stick. Yeah, I know. So it was, it was a life-changing moment. So what do, do you did you, your parents must have your father must have really appreciated if he was a, a music lover he had to appreciate yeah she was like oh no that's later when I got to the hit story never mind I'll I'll tell you that one after okay but yeah, very excited yeah my sister was super excited yeah it was it was great so hi Crystal Crystal's well so um so so what kind of venues are you playing with Roger what what's that experience like You're playing theaters. Um, we did a, just a, like a who, who's hit songs and, and a bunch of dog three, dog three songs. And uh -huh. great. he was so excited to have his own band. And we, we learned like a hundred songs and uh, he just kept on wanting to do new ones and things that he's never been able to do. Um, so we went out and we narrowed it down to a bunch of who songs and more obscure ones that he usually doesn't play, which is really fun. <laughs> Snuffy Walden just said, does Lauren play locally? <laughs> I'm sorry, have we met? <laughs> um, so, with an S. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so you're playing, you're playing theaters. Playing theaters. And then, so we did that. We went to, and then after, we did that for a while. And then we decided to do the Tommy album. Um, and we did from start to finish. Wow. In Japan. Um, again, mainly theaters for the most part, uh, outdoor venues, you know, uh -huh. beds and stuff. And then we went on a tour, uh, arena tour, um, supporting Eric Clapton. Jesus. So so how crazy was that for you? Oh, that was great. We could see Eric Clapton every night. And what was your, what was your personal relationship with Roger like? It was growing, it's, it's, it's growing and growing. And now it's, you know, it's, we've become incredibly close. But back then, I mean, when you started, was he intimidating? Was he, was he disarming? What, what was it like when you first well, started playing? He loved to have fun. He loved to have a laugh. He, he loved it. He didn't, you know, we never make mistakes, but if he makes a mistake or someone did make a mistake, he loved it. <laughs> if something went wrong with like some of the equipment, like it just made him laugh. It, it, it was, it was really, um, it took all the pressure off for sure. That's really sweet to hear. And he loved having a, a band that sang so much and would love to, we were, we were so excited. Like we were just so excited to be playing these songs. It was like, some fresh, you know, blood for him for a little bit, and just to, to do his own thing, and and uh, he treated us really well. Like, you know, it was a special time. And you did that for a number of years first, correct? Yeah, for three, three full years. What? What? Okay, so but you because Roger also had the other thing. Did you have other things going on during that time? We were so busy with Roger. Um, wow. I was doing it during that when I would come home, I was doing some other dates. I'd do like going out with Kenny Loggins for a little bit. So what was that like? Oh, great. I mean, that's, you know, gotta be on your game, man. Yeah. The singing, a lot of piano playing. I loved it. I was always a big Kenny fan. So, um, that worked out really well. Cause I got, I did that. And then some stuff with Don Felder and be right in between like when, Kenny and Don when Roger wasn't touring. 
and it just all worked out. So how did this Roger gig turn into The Who? Literally, he said, um, I want you to be in The Who. <laughs> Awfully nice. <laughs> I mean, literally, he's like, I'm like, and I was like, yeah, right. He's like, serious. Okay, so now, had you met Pete up until that point? I, I met him. I met him. Well, we chatted via email. I worked. I worked on the edit. I, I helped edit the songs when they did the Super Bowl. Wow. So I was chopping, I was chopping Roger. I would Roger and I would be on train rides in the UK sitting at my laptop and I'd be playing he's like, Okay, now I want to go from Bob O'Reilly and then we'll get fooled again, blah blah blah. And so I, and I would say like, Okay, we'll cut it there and I would do like a I'd put like a segue or you know, I'd help him just wow. make that all happen. Wow. Um, sitting on the bus and just chopping up these songs to make it seem like one continuous stream that flows well together. So I chatted with Pete a little bit during that time. Um, and how was, how was he to you? Amazing. Like so warm. Wow. Warren, I've heard such great things about you. I mean, it was, it was really nice. So it's like, oh, so that went well. Okay, so now Roger says to you, I want you to be in The Who. H how does this come to pass? Um, well, basically, The Who was going back out on on tour, and then Peter decided they want, they were going to go out again. That's a Who does. Wh what year was this? 2012. And they were decided they wanted to do Quadrophenia. Quadrophenia. Um, so... He asked me to be in, and uh, I met Pete officially at. You know what? I met him briefly. He came. He came to backtrack just a little bit. With Roger's band, we performed at Albert Hall. We played mm -hmm. Tommy show, uh, show at Albert Hall, and Pete came out to do Bob O'Reilly. Mm -hmm. so that's when I kind of first met him. He came down to a rehearsal. Um, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really spend any time with him until I got in the band. That's for sure. Okay, so wait, so do you audition for the Who, or do you just get it because you have this relationship with Roger? I get it, be yeah. So I get it because of my relationship, and you know, every Roger knows me, and uh, you know, playing with Simon, Pete's brother knows me, so you know, I'm sure Pete was aware I could do it. Right. I ended up getting there and. And uh, playing for the man, and uh, it went it went well, you know. So Definitely. now, like, what is it like when you go in for your first rehearsal as part of the Who? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a trip. We first and we first started in London, so I'm flying to London to start rehearsals with the Who, with Pete and Roger. So now your father has to be freaking out. And when I told him, he's like, I thought you already were in the Who. <laughs> no, Dad. No. So uh, what's what's your, uh, so, okay, so now is Pete's warm to you right from the start? And Very warm. He loves to talk gear. We talked, you know, I, I've asked him questions about you know, a lot of 
lot of keyboards in Quadrophenia. So we just chatted and then, but it, that first show when you actually are behind him, seeing him perform, that was a trip for sure. That was like, yeah, this is happening. I have never seen anybody play guitar. You know, I, I, Hendrix was always my God. And from there it was Jeff Beck and I love Clapton, of course, but I have to say, you know, and, and I've always loved the who, but when I saw Pete play live at the bowl last October, I have never seen anything. Yeah. like that. I have never seen anything like that. There's no one like him. Yeah. There is nobody like when he plays. I, I can't even, he, he just, um, he's he turned it on like that. I mean, he can, if there's ever just like the slightest lull in a, in the crowd, which is rare. I mean, it's just like you can just turn it on. It it was you know, and and then also Roger had been had had an illness or something like the month before I saw you guys. I I think over the summer or something he had some laryngitis. He had some voice issues. He got a virus or chest cold, and we had to cancel um, Houston. We were on stage in Houston, like yeah. on the first song. I think I think we played one song and. We still have to go back and do that show. We were, that's what we were going to do. You mean after a song, you had to like stop the show in the middle of the show? He's like, I, I can't sing. You could hear it. He picked up some kind of bug. Wow, because I I heard a um I heard a video from I guess that show or the show right before one right before, yeah. and I thought, oh, you know, okay, we're gonna go. See, I, I promised Pete I'd take him to see the Who. I wanted to see the Who. I'd never seen the Who. I wanted to see you. Yeah. And I thought this is going to be like a nostalgia game. Like we're going to go and it's going to be great to have seen the who we're going to be able to say we saw the who right. not expecting, I mean, expecting you to be brilliant, expect, you know, expecting Pete to be great, but not really having very high expectations. It's certainly not of Roger's voice after seeing that video that I saw. And what blew my mind is that musically, Roger was sheer perfection that night, as was Pete, as were you. The entire band, it was arguably like the greatest concert I've ever seen. It was shocking Amazing. How, how brilliant it was. Yeah, people rave about the, the show, and it was with an orchestra, which, you know, I, I wish I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have they, didn't, they haven't filmed, like, the whole thing for you to see it? No. I mean, you know, video captures it every night, I'm sure, but no, there's nothing been. I hope they put it out every week. That would be really great. Absolutely. So I, I think, I believe I was there closing night. Ringo was there. There were a lot of people out in the audience that night. Yeah. Um, people, yeah. So what was the plan before COVID like took the world? Like you were going to go over to Europe and tour, weren't you? Yeah, we had dates and I was getting on the plane the day, you know, the next day, and it was, the tour was canceled. Uh, March, I think it was March. I was on the, I was about to fly to Manchester, England, and we were going to start a tour of Europe, or not Europe, but UK. And then we we're going to do a bunch of dates in the states. And then we we're going to do a residency in Vegas. So we had, you know, we had a oh wow, yeah. Um, so. Did, as a matter of fact, when I when I saw you last, and we went to Ojai up to see Anson, yeah, they were coming to pick up your gear, like the next day. 
Oh, that's funny. Well, Remember that? Yeah, that's probably right. They were probably picking up my gear, and then we went to do the cruise ship. And then the gear was going to continue on across the pond. I know. So, so, so I've read that James Taylor and Bonnie Ray postponed their tour until the fall of 2022 to be sure they get to do it. Have you had any, has there been any talk about when the who are going to pick up their tour or have they rescheduled it? They rescheduled it at the time they canceled it, like for a year later, like you know, on the books we're playing in March, but I mean, come on. Yeah. It's so hard to know. Everyone's in the same, same boat. But it's still on the books. It's technically on the books. And I guess, you know, we're all hoping that something's going to happen before then, but we'll see. And so are you able to, so you're doing projects, you're doing recording projects. Is that what you're doing during COVID? That's right. Yeah. You also play with Rita Wilson, do you not? I do. I play with Rita quite a bit. In fact, we were doing that, doing a bunch of dates with her before all this. And have you talked to her since she and Tom came down with the COVID? I did. Yeah, I texted her. We've been in touch. And uh, that was was unbelievable. And that was like the first, you know. Celebrity. Celebrity. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Did she say anything to you about what that was, that experience was like? No, not nothing different than what she said publicly. Mm-hmm. So, you know. They, I think she lost her, her taste, you know? Oh, she did? I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So is there anything, Lauren, that, that, so you've been doing some recording, you've been doing little projects that you've wanted to do. Is yeah. there, now that you've got this time to yourself, is there, is there anything else you'd like to get done while you're free to do it? Um, I'd like to get better at the guitar. <laughs> Really? Are you playing? I'm trying. I'm playing a little bit, yeah. Um, but you know what? I'm just taking each day at a time. I miss my my family up north. I want to either start driving more. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but like I said in the beginning, I got I got plenty of things to be doing. I I, I enjoy playing. You know, practicing, writing, sessions. So you know hanging in there, just waiting for this thing to be over, right? Are your spirits, are you, Are you, it doesn't sound like you're somebody who's prone to getting sad, depressed, freaked out. Are you, are your spirits pretty? Yeah, I, you know, for the most part, I'm okay. There are some days where, you know, I'm great. Just nature, you know, some days like, wow. It's because I, I, you know, a bit of it is just the same surroundings, you're crazy missing my friends, you know, interaction, playing live music, you know, so it's like, but I just, I just try to stay positive. And when I, when I get in a funk, I just, that's when I go out and go for a long walk and get the heart rate going. That's the only thing that kind of really helps me. Yeah, it helps me too. So, so playing golf, you're social distancing a little bit with your friends and having dinner with Eric, you're kind of, uh, when when Lauren was talking about his friend McCormick, by the way, he was talking about Eric. We were talking about yes, Will. Um, so 
you had a little semi-social distance oh, dinner. Time out. Yeah, having a social distancing dinner. And it was fantastic. So something you'll do again. Yeah. And I know, you know, he's one I know he's he's super cautious. I mean, he has not gone outside at all like you. So I'm like, that's probably the right person to go out dinner with. <laughs> was he, did, did he seem a little on guard doing it? Because if it's somebody who- yeah, I, It was the first time he'd been out. He told me the first time he'd actually like been out. He he's he's had like I've gone over to his place and sat in his yard and have it had a drink together from a distance. But it, he was he was a bit nervous, but you know it was fine. He enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Something he'll do again. We'll see if he ever talks to me again. No. <laughs> if he doesn't come down with the COVID. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sure I gave it to him. Yeah, well, I mean, there's waiters, there's no, but I don't, I don't know of anybody that's gotten it from takeout food or silverware or dishes or. I don't. And I think no, I have these, they're being. I I have to trust they're being very careful. These places, you know, they want they they're, they're fairly hanging on. Yeah. You know, if anyone gets sick from one of these establishments, you know, it's not good for anyone. Was it crowded? Um. No, I mean, it, it was really spread out. I mean, there's people there, but, you know, you're sitting outdoors, like a big tent. Right. But it's, they did it up really nice. I mean, it was it was enjoyable. So, no, you're, you're not anywhere near anyone else. So. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still a little chicken, but I'm getting encouraged. I'm getting very encouraged by this. I was actually talking last night about... My birthday's at the end of October, and we were talking about maybe actually going to a place. So I don't feel comfortable going on a plane. Doesn't feel right. Vegas does not feel right. Not um, Vegas, no. A, a big hotel where the air ventilates through doesn't feel right. But I'm thinking like one of those like cottages, like nice cottages, cabins kind of deals where you're the only ones in there, and they've been thoroughly cleaned before. Yeah. That kind of sounds enticing to me. Lots of, go to the beach. Don Most, he just posted a little clip. He was up oh, there. I was, I was just looking at that at Valencia. That looked, except they went to a hotel. I don't know that I'm ready for that, but Ventura. I think it was Ventura. I think it was Ventura, Ventura, right, right, not Valencia. Ventura. Interesting, you know, you know, outside on the beach, you know. It looked really nice. It looked really a therapeutic. <laughs> Okay, so Lauren, um, why don't you uh, why don't you play something for us that you'd like? I I would go back and read what people said, but I don't want to do that. What? How about if you take us out with something that um, that makes you happy, something that you love to play? Uh, I mean, you've been talking about the Who the whole time. Let's see if I can do. I played this not too long ago for someone. I did I did a Zoom concert. Um, if I can remember it. Thank you. 
worthy of one clapping, but on, on the thing, they're all, everybody's saying how beautiful. Um, Lauren, thank you so much for, for uh, sitting down again. And I can't wait until we can go have a meal and go up to Omaha and have you back in the living room. And being in the living room and those wonderful shows and meeting such amazing people. So, well, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be many more. And I'm getting you together with Cindy Williams if it's the last thing I do. I'm promising. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful trip, a safe, healthy, wonderful trip with your family. I adore you. Thank you so much for doing this. See you soon. Bye, everybody.